What's up guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. As it's another Monday, it means we've got another massive interview coming your way. In fact, we have Naomi Carson from FitPro Recipes. Now, I've known Naomi Carson since the minute I became a FitPro, as when I started, I was trying to find some recipes I could potentially give to my clients so I didn't have to spend all those hours creating them myself. And this is how I discovered Naomi's business. Since then, we've been buying all her products, we pay a monthly subscription to all her stuff that she talks about later on during the podcast, and it just really helped our fitness business grow on the nutrition side. Anyway, I'll let her explain more about it as we go through the podcast and through today's episode. If you're brand new to the channel, don't forget you can always subscribe by clicking that big red button below so you never have to miss an episode again. Anyway, enough of me talking, let's dive straight into this week's episode. Okay, so we are live. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's special guest interview. Today, we have Naomi Carson. Good afternoon, Naomi. How are you? I'm very well, Dave. It's nice to see you. (laughs) I've known you from almost literally the minute I got into the industry. Yeah, what year was that? That was got to be 2015. Wow, okay. Either I saw one of your adverts or we were both on that same coaching program at the same time, it would have been. Yeah, that was 2015, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I remember having a little chat with you in, after some lunch somewhere in Bristol or Bath or something. And yeah, <laughs> you bought some muster, so. Yeah, no, we've literally been a customer ever since, I think. And then I think we purchased the recipe book first, which we'll probably talk about later on during the interview. Um and then, yeah, I don't know, everything you've done has just been great that we've never had to change anything. So maybe we'll talk about some of that stuff during today's session about how you've been able to not only keep hold of myself as a customer, but I don't know, the thousands of other trainers you have around the world. Yeah. So let's get into it. Can you tell us maybe a little bit more about how you got started in the fitness industry? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I actually, um, I work primarily as a graphic designer, so I quit my job in 2011 hoping to go freelance um, at the same time my husband Alan started a new job um, he was working on a PT qualification course um, and it was actually his idea to um, create some kind of service um, to give nutrition support to PTs because he was obviously speaking to a lot of the, the students there and a lot of the, well mostly with the graduates actually because it was like a follow-up program there um, asking them what their, their, their difficulties were their challenges and a lot of the PTs were saying that nutrition was something they were struggling with. Mm. And because I had a background um, working for a lot of um, food design agencies, I mean, I've worked on quite a lot of recipe books. And he kind of picked on me and said, why don't sort of you take the lead on this and let's create something for PTs. Um, so I myself, I've not actually got a formal PT background. Um, I yeah. don't have any qualifications as, you know, as a personal trainer myself. Um, but for me, like the nutrition side is what really excites me. Um, and yeah, we just decided um, to create our first ever recipe book, kind of as a play project, really. Um, but it just grew. We got sales. We met some um, mentors who wanted to promote it as well. And it's just grown, really. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like just a simple idea that yeah. just put out there to the world and it kind of just clicked. Exactly, yeah. 
I remember we um, back in those days, it was 2013 actually, um, me and Alan, we'd made this recipe book and then we created a very basic WordPress site with like really dodgy graphics and arrows and things. And, um, and then he linked it to PayPal. He did all the technical side because I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know what I needed yeah, yeah, to know yeah. marketing was or anything. And I just remember going to, um, I was doing freelance work at the time and I'd driven to um, this office and um, I just checked my emails and there was a PayPal notification and somebody yeah. purchased the book. And I thought, what, what? You know, I wasn't actually expecting, you know, this to be an actual business. So, yeah, it was pretty cool, really. I just guess we didn't put pressure on ourselves. We just yeah. had a bit of fun and, and then it, it became a bit more serious. Alan kind of said, here's a potential idea because he's been seeing feedback from other personal trainers. Yeah. And you said you didn't put much pressure on yourselves. I know a lot of people thinking about when they're getting started in their own fitness business journey, that they think they need to create this product and that product and this product and that. Yeah. Product. How come you only decided to go with one and what kind of lessons can you share about that? Yeah. Well, I guess at the time I was, I was working, um, 10 hour days I was driving to Leicester every day which was honest you'll laugh at this but I was doing about a three hour a day commute but because I just left a job and I, I wanted to earn as much money as I could I was a little bit sort of I was quite, quite happy to take these sort of jobs where you'd be out earning I was probably earning like 200 quid a day which you know for me back then was really good and you know I just so I did that in the week and then I kind of come home and do a couple of recipes here and there um, so we couldn't really create loads of products products for this anyway to begin with it was a very slow sort of organic process um where we just we just we, we had goals to get things done but we didn't really kind of stress out about it so and because I actually enjoyed the process I just found myself getting home in the evening having dinner and then going right okay let's just make a recipe and it was quite relaxing actually yeah. to just cook and unwind and and then actually see you know something new being made I don't remember getting stressed out about it at all. It was actually really good. But at the time I was reading a book um, called Screw Work, Let's Play. Yeah. And in the book, I can't remember who, who wrote it, um, but in that book, there's a chapter about um, making things your play projects. And I think that kind of went in and that's how we approached it. Yeah, yeah. So before I go into any questions then, because obviously I've been a customer for such a long time, how do you come up with these recipes then? Are you literally testing things in the kitchen and then going from there? Or do you research and kind of see what other people are doing? Yeah, there's quite a few different ways you can come up with them. I used to work as a chef. Um, okay. So I've always like enjoyed cooking since I was a kid. My mum always had me in the kitchen baking cakes for my dad at the weekends. And, you know, I just love making stuff. Um, Alan's naturally quite good at coming up with ideas for recipes as well. He's very good at like creating spice blends for some reason. I don't know where it comes from, but he's just quite intuitive. Yeah. Um, so between us, we, we do tend to like come up with some really good stuff. Um, most of the recipes we do come up, we come up from scratch. Um, but then you can look on the internet as well and you can see things that are really interesting and then you can kind of tweak them. So, for example, you let's say we're making a snack recipe and you see some really nice cake recipes online. They've got loads of butter, loads of like refined sugar in them, lots of, you know, flour. You can sort of think, well, how can I make that healthier? You know, I made one the other day, actually. Um, it had way too much sugar in it and I only halved the amount and it was still too sweet. So, you know, you can mm. replace sugars with 
honey or you know nat- more natural sweeteners banana is a great one yeah yeah, yeah sauce you know so you just kind of learn how to make them more healthy but trying to keep them still really tasty um, and the more you do it obviously we're making recipes all the time the better you get so it comes more intuitive um it's more like a building up your creative muscle really just you know always thinking about new new flavors combinations of ingredients that might work and all the time it's as well it's you know what what's going to make um a good balanced dish with good macros so so with what's going on now a lot of people are doing video and one of your services is obviously video recipes if somebody was out there trying to create maybe some recipes or video tutorials for their clients what type of software is it that you use what to actually edit them and yeah to do you have different cameras pointing at different things or is it just one camera and then iMovies or we keep it really simple we have talked about upgrading like the technology but the people that buy our videos are really happy because they don't look the same as a lot of the videos you see out there which are always very overhead so we haven't bothered with that kind of um, um technology yeah a very basic tripod we've got a good camera which we invested in eight years ago and we the only thing we've ever, ever updated on that is a couple of lenses um, so i would like you know recommend doing anything like this you know you want a good a good camera um and then yeah, we, we kind of, they're not quite overhead, but if you go onto our Facebook page, you'll, you can go into the video section, see how they look. Yeah. Um, and then in the actual editing software we use um, is Camtasia. And then to actually brand up all the videos, this is the biggest job. Every month we have about, oh, I don't know how many video clients we have. There's probably about 50, 50 or 60. Um, so we use um, Adobe Premiere Pro to actually export pdfs because it does it really fast and you can work on the next client while it's exporting the last client's videos so but you have to get um, a subscription to get that software i I love it so far everything you talked about is just keeping it simple and this is what a load of people overdo they just way over complicate it yeah you didn't get stressed out at all because you've just kept it so simple yeah and also it's about you know not trying to look exactly the same as everyone else i mean Mm. for example you know there's a massive wave now of really stylized images which you see on instagram pinterest and we're not about that you know our our photography has come a long way in the last six seven years um i've actually invested in photography courses so that i can become a better photographer um and more equipment as well just you know basic lenses um but our photos they just look quite rustic, but they're nice. They're yeah. appealing, and but we're not trying to sort of compete with the people that work for big magazines or you know, big food brands because that's just a completely yeah. different ball game, you know. So, so let's stick with that then. Who, who, or how do you define your target audience? If a, a new fit pro or even somebody a fit pro has been in the industry for a while, works with a load of different people, how did you manage to focus on the type of clients that you want to work with? Yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, I think we just, because obviously I have a lot of conversations with PTs, we attract so many different PTs. We do actually get a surprising number of people that are just starting out and they just want to hit the ground running. Mm. They don't want to spend loads of time making their own recipes. They just know that either they're not going to enjoy it or they haven't got the time or the money. Or you get people that try it and then realise it's just too much hassle or, you know, it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be. And then they'll kind of come and say, oh, can you help me up? try to do it myself um and again we get people like yourselves who've been in the industry for years and years and just 
you know, you've got systems running, you know, you, you know that you need monthly recipes, you need to keep on giving people fresh inspiration and you don't want to have the hassle of worrying about it yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It works for people like you as well, who've obviously been established longer. So. What about pricing? How do you work out pricing? So we know this PTs that charge £10 for a personal training session. And then you've got other PTs who charge £80 for a personal training. How do you work out pricing for your products? Oh, that's a hard question. The thing is with us is when we first started, our products were, well, our first ever recipe book was really, really cheap because we wanted to test it out and get get it validated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have increased our prices gradually over the years. We haven't just whack them up really high and kind yeah, of get yeah. people off um, but we've got to a point now where we think we've got around about the right pricing point for most of our products um, and we, yeah obviously we look at competition but we don't necessarily want to be the cheapest because yeah. we've got things you know to our um, advantage we've got a really good reputation we've got loads of happy clients who are always referring us so we don't need to be the cheapest and we get that um, right. I don't think people always perceive cheapest as best anyway so yeah, I, I, in the middle, really. I love that idea of creating that kind of founder offer first to test the water, see what it's like, but then also keep just pushing that price up consistently until you get too many uh, no's. And then once you know you've got too many no's that you've kind of hit that ceiling then of the pricing that you can go with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we've, we've started into um, introducing new pricing offers as well. So like with our membership, you can pay yearly now. Okay. You know that you're, you know, going to need that all every six months. So again, you get incentives for that, and you get discounts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great for some people, but not for everybody. So, so I remember about hmm, <laughs> it'd be about a year and a half ago. You took on your first staff member, was it? About a year and a half ago, was it? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think no. Well, we took on a PA. Yeah. Uh, VA. Um end of 2015 um, when our first child was due because um, I knew that I wouldn't be able to answer any emails for at least a week and she stayed with us she's brilliant um, I used to work with her years ago um, but yeah we've, we've taken on a few, like designers over the years we've got um, we've got a new writer who helps create some of the educational content um, and we've yeah just before lockdown I thought do you know what I really need an assistant to help me with recipes because yeah. they are so time consuming and I have to create new recipes every month for our members. Um, and there's a lady I found, um, I was looking on a, um, like a freelance site called people per hour where you can find freelancers. You might know it. And, um, I just found her and she's only local. So I'd actually meet her. Um, and she's got a really good background in creating different world foods. So she just like curries and things and uh, Mediterranean food and all okay. sorts. Yeah. Middle Eastern as well. So yeah, she's really good. She helps me. She doesn't do an awful lot, but she's there when I need her. So so when it came to staff then, when did you know it was the right time to take on a staff member? Well, yeah, I mean, you, when you're starting out, you want to kind of keep everything in, don't you? Try and keep your costs down and do it all yourself. But there does come a time when you just feel a little bit on edge or a bit stressed, you know. If I drop any of these plates, I'm going to be in trouble. So... For me, like the hardest thing was um, I'm a bit of a control freak and I'm, yeah. I always find reasons not to get people to help me. So I'm like, oh, they won't do it properly or they'll mess it up where I've kind of got over that over the years. And I'm much better now at delegating probably only the last 12 months or so where I've, I've 
taken on a new mentor and he keeps saying try and delegate stuff out i've got much better mm. um so and yeah if you can keep the same staff on as well obviously they get to know your processes um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i think really the the main thing is just interviewing really and making sure you, you sound people out from the start not just going you know you've got to go on your gut but you've got to sort of get to know somebody and make sure that you actually like them for a start um you know would you enjoy their company if you were sat in a bar having drinks with them you know because you've got to work with them at the end of the day so yeah no but that's massive that that one you said about not sure if they could do the same job as you so i'm guessing the way you got over that was by having clear direction on what work they had to do was it yeah definitely yeah and i've created um, like a folder now where um every big job that i delegate out if let's say this person that does the job leaves i can just send them all the stuff in that folder to a new person i don't have to spend loads of time training them and they can just follow the processes and it's time consuming to set up but once yeah. you've done it you know every, uh, every business needs yeah. a blueprint folder that they yeah send to new staff members okay so let's talk about marketing then how how or what have you done for marketing wise in your own fitness business um well because yeah i think a large thing for us is word of mouth um yeah. make sure we do a really good job for everybody um we're very conscientious um and i think that that you know it's it's really important you know everyone everyone gets you know gives us good feedback so and then if they ever say oh you know i know pt you might be interested in your services i'll sort of say well you know refer them to us we can give you some bonus products so it's yeah, always yeah, like a yeah. win um so yeah but we also do a lot of facebook marketing um but we don't rely solely on that because you, you can't rely on a platform we don't know where it's going to go so um email lists as well we've built up over the years we've probably had an email list for six seven years now so that's a good a good way to to market all your products your new ideas and your new launches so let's talk about referrals then because this is a lot something that most people tend to struggle with you yeah. were saying that if you can refer someone to us we can potentially give you x or bonus product in return is that like something you freely tell people or only when they say um I tend to be, it tends to be when they ask, to be honest. Okay. Um, I don't know why that is really. I haven't really made a big deal of it. Yeah, but yeah. You yeah. get a lot of people asking us anyway, so. And I've got this little voucher as well that I give out to people, so they can literally pass on this PDF to people, and then okay. it says who's referred them, so. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have any special way of getting all these referrals then? Not really, no. It just, people just tend to ask. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely something I could, you know, like you say, I could um, develop and be a bit more proactive about. Um, like you say, just deliver a good standard product that yeah. people love and people will always refer back. And the thing is as well, I, I do think that if you focus more on your current and past clients, that's actually more beneficial. Um, you, you know, you can get new, new leads in all the time, mm. but it's amazing how much you can get from helping you know reaching out to people who have bought from you before and saying you know are you needing any help now you know and just reminding them that you're there 
And that's, that is going to be key for when we're allowed to reopen up, specifically people who have gyms like me or people who like personal trainers and fit pros, reaching out to those old clients, ones that left just before lockdown or right at the start of the year, because they will be eager to get back. So just reaching yeah. out to these people. And they already know you, don't they? They already yeah. trust you. You haven't got to get past that getting to know you phase. So Such a warm lead. Okay, yeah. so... I still don't have any kids yet, but you started your business and then you had kids. How did that change everything then? Well, I think the biggest thing is when you've got children, um, you have to really focus your time effectively. You can't mess around. It's amazing how quick, how easy you can waste a few hours a day doing nothing. <laughs> Young children, you just can't do that. Yeah. Um, and lockdown was just unbelievably challenging for us because you know we've got a 10 month old and a four and a half year old at home they can't go to nursery um, I'm literally working most of my hours at night when they've gone to bed but Harriet doesn't want to go to bed till half nine so I'm doing two to three hours after she's gone bed which is pretty rubbish to be honest but we knew it wasn't forever so now they're back at nursery you really appreciate the time that you do have and again it's like just focusing that time not so do you have some sort of timetable that you tend to follow as a, as a work calendar or do you know roughly what you tend to do most of the time? I've tried doing like a weekly planner and I just yeah. don't follow it most times unless I'm doing like a product launch and I know I've got to hit a deadline um, and then I'll, I'll work out, say I've got 12 weeks to create something, I'll okay. literally block it in. Um, but for me, I usually have a little chat with myself before I go to bed and just work out what I need to do tomorrow. So I'll say, right, I've got to do, you know, I'll have three or four things I've got to do. Yeah. Maybe a few things that, you know, aren't so urgent, but would be nice to get done. Um, but I don't make long lists, because I think a lot of the time you put things on your list that you just don't really need to do at all. So. And this is where you have your VA and you give them loads of different yeah. tasks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go right, right, right back to where you were a designer, a graphic designer. How did you know, because a lot of people are going to be in this position, how did you know when the right time to leave one job and move into this this career then? Well, yeah, I mean, I was in a really nice job, but I knew I'd hit the ceiling. I knew I wouldn't get any more promotions. Um, you just get a sense as well, I think. And I actually... Um, I wrote a little note on my, I had a desk in my, in our office at home where I used to do some painting because I was really into illustration as well. And I, I did actually think I'd become an illustrator. Yeah. Um, and I had a little um, note, which I blue tacked onto my wall, which said, I am going to quit my job by Christmas this year. I just decided I just wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it, it just kind of happened. Alan landed this job out of the blue. So we had to move anyway. So I had to give my notice in. My boss wouldn't keep me on as a, like a, a freelancer. So, yeah, I was kind of forced. <laughs> it's strange how, how many people I speak to, and it's literally, it's like it's almost meant to be. You, things just fall into place that kind of force your hand and you just move straight yeah. into a new role. The thing is, though, with me, like, because I, I went from being in a job to then being kind of, whoa, I'm out there on my own. I've got to bring money in to pay the bills. I did kind of make the mistake of then going and working almost like an employee again in someone else's office, which kind of tied me down, stopped me pushing myself. Yeah. So I did make that mistake and then I got comfortable again. And I did really long contracts. I did like one for the FA, which was nine months or 10 months or so. And that stopped me from 
you know, mm. pushing my own business. So it wasn't until I was actually expecting our first child that I said, right, I have to now stop all that. And it has to be all about the recipes. And that's when we really just like that. I think it was like six months before Lena arrived, me and Alan just sat down and we worked out, you know, loads of systems. We created our first funnel and then we got that going and we upgraded some of our products and we created more products. We did so much that year. <laughs> yeah, you were properly focused, yeah? Yeah, so... Okay, before we finish then, tell me a little bit more or to the fit pros watching or listening, how can they really help their clients out with nutrition? What kind of simple hacks or tricks or anything could potential fit pros who are struggling with nutrition, who maybe don't have the finances or not sure about what you offer, which we'll go to in a minute, how they can best help their clients with their clients' nutritional needs? Wow, it's a tough one. What, so without investing in us, yeah, but before we tell the world what it is you actually offer, how can they potentially help their clients with nutrition issues? I guess they can get like a basic um, qualification because there are some really good ones out there that don't cost the earth. So at least mm. you're learning a bit about nutrition because a lot of PTs graduate without any knowledge. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess some PTs probably just say to their clients, just go and look on Google for recipes and ideas, but you don't always know what you're getting on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe if they can give their own advice that's going to be much better and also they'll be your clients are looking to you pt is an authority aren't they they're buying into you so if it comes from you it's much better um, so tell the world what it is you actually do then what does naomi carson do um well we make recipe products mainly for pts mm. um, recipe books e-cards videos educational content um meal plans um, we basically make these products and then we brand them up to the PT so it looks like they've made it. Yeah. Um, although a lot of PTs say that they've invested in a nutrition service, which sounds great to the clients as well, because they think, oh, wow, you really care about me. You know, you've invested in nutrition. So it's going to add loads of value to your business. Um, yeah, that's what we do. No, it's good. So, yeah, so we've got your seven-day vegan meal plan. We've got your normal meal plan we've got your 21 day meal plan we've got your 129 page recipe book i think it is and then we obviously get your monthly recipes i think there's 15 wow. each pack is there and then every month yeah it's 15 and then, then three video recipes as well <laughs> yeah yes yeah. So you've got loads but, but that's the handy thing, like you said, it literally is. We get these new recipes in from us. We tell the clients, guys, we've just got a load of new recipes for you. Go and check these out. And then we see our clients sharing pictures or asking for ideas. Guys, I'm looking for some vegan recipes or I've got my auntie come in today. I want to impress her. And then everyone's sharing what they've tried from your past, which is why we've just kept going because the clients love it so much. Yeah. That's cool. So if somebody's watching this and they're kind of interested in what you have to offer, where can they find out a little bit more about you? Well, we've got a website or you can, well, the website first, um, www.fitprorecipes.co.uk. Um, you can have a look on there, which gives a, an overview to the products we sell. Um, but then if you want to actually get a brochure off us, which gives more details, um, you can email me. And it's um, the email address is naomi at fitprorecipes.co.uk. So that was Naomi. 
And it was great to listen how she didn't go from one idea to another to another and kind of like a shiny object syndrome where you're picking different things and seeing kind of what sticks. She knew what she wanted to focus on and she kept working on it, making it better and better and better over the years. And now she's built such a great reputation for herself. That reputation has led to constant referrals. And we had a little chat afterwards about how she was then going to fine tune her referral system to let more people know. Because it's not something that she promotes heavily or tells people about, but because of the quality of the service that she offers, people feel obliged that they can refer their friends or their fellow fit pros to come and see or have a go at the program that she offers. So for yourself, really think about it. Do you have a referral system in place? And if so, are your clients prepared to refer you and their friends, their families to come and join your fitness business? If not, how can you do things, update things, make things a little bit stronger to really try and bring those referrals in? Anyway, I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers.